everyone and welcome to a new episode. I had not planned on going live or doing a, an episode this week, but thought I probably will just so um, we can continue with our subject of assistive technology. Um, so I did an episode a while back on what are on some things that are considered assistive technology like JAWS and Zoom text and different things like that. Um, if you're unfamiliar with what the term assistive technology means, it just basically means that it's a piece of technology or equipment that can be used by someone who has a disability. Um, service dogs, like guide dogs, are in that category. Um, they now have, you know, a new piece of technology out that I'm going to be talking about here in a minute. Um, canes are, um, part of the term assistive, assistive technology because they help someone who is visually impaired. Um, so the new type of assistive technology that they have out now is called the We Walk Smart Cane, which sounds really, really weird to me because I'm just used to the normal white cane. Basically, that's what it is, but it comes with an app and that you can download on your smartphone. And then the cane itself, like I said, is a normal white cane. Um, but it has like a touchpad on it and a voice assistant that you can activate. Um, so if there's something that is above you, it uses sound waves. And anytime there's like a tree branch or something above you, it will vibrate. Um, if you are getting ready to get on a bus, because most mobility instructors, when you have orientation and mobility, they will say that you need to um, ask the bus driver to let you know when you get to your stop. But with this, if you set it up to do so, it will actually let you know when you get to your bus stop. Um, there is a way that you can access like um, bus and train schedules. Um, it'll let you know like if you can't see, obviously, it'll let you know, you know if you have no vision. It'll let you know when a bus is on its way or getting ready to pull up. Um, it does quite a bit. I've heard some people say that they don't really like it, but then I've also heard people some or some people say that it makes them feel more independent because they can travel without having to rely on people to give them information. Um, so just to kind of give everyone a refresher, um, like I said, JAWS is a piece of assistive technology. That's the computer program that if you download it onto your computer, um, it's a screen reader. So if there's someone that you know, or you or someone that you know does not have any vision or cannot read print, you can download this onto your screen or onto your computer and it will read whatever is on the screen. Now, the bad part about it is, is it does not tell people what pictures are um it just calls them graphics it doesn't always read 
grids or tables either. If it's anything that Jaws does not recognize as something that is readable, it will not um, it will not um, read that part of whatever it is that you're trying to read. Now, to kind of talk about um, how this podcast is being recorded, it is being recorded using an app called Anchor, which I can tell you from experience is one of the best ways to record a podcast. It's very easy. It's pretty voiceover friendly. Um, even though I've only done, yeah, even though I've been doing this episode or this podcast for a while. Um, I'm still trying to figure some of the stuff out, but it is very, very, very easy to use. Um, Anchor, if you want to download it to create your own podcast, it's Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So, kind of going on to... um, more assistive technology of course I talked about the refreshable braille displays which you can hook up to your computer or phone um, and read in braille whatever is on the screen um, voiceover would be used as a or would be noted as a piece of assistive technology because it is the Apple version of a screen reader I like it a lot better because it gives more picture descriptions. I mean, they're not great, but they are a bit better than what JAWS would do. Um, There's also, of course, Zoom text, which again can be downloaded onto your computer and make um, just basically makes print larger. Um, There are the Braille note-taking devices like PacMates, which have been out for like 18, almost 19 years now. I still have mine. Um, Braille notes, Braille lights, uh, Braille Plus is another one. Um, Now, like I said, dogs, like seeing eye dogs, are part of the assistive technology category. No, they are not. Um... you know technology necessarily like what I just talked about but they do assist people with disabilities so um what for those of you that have never been around a seeing eye dog before or someone who has one let me just give you a little bit of information so they have different schools that train dogs and humans how to work with a seeing eye dog once a seeing eye dog has been trained I believe there is one in Michigan there is one in and I think there's one in New York um so basically what happens is Once a puppy is born at one of those schools, they will go to a puppy raiser. 
and the puppy raisers will then do training with the dog you know basically teach it like basic commands such as like sit stay you know they'll teach it to come when his or her name gets called um they will get it on a very strict feeding schedule they will take it out in public that way the dog can get used to being out in public and being around a bunch of people um they'll even take it on public transportation whether that's a bus train taxi plane whatever the case is um once they get to be a certain age i think it's like 12 to 14 months they'll go back to the school and they will get trained on how to guide a blind person usually what will happen is the instructor will blindfold his or herself and that's how the dog will get trained I think during one of those times, whether it's at the puppy raiser's home or at the school, they even get taught to fetch. Because a lot of the times, you know, we as blind people will drop things, and if you don't have any vision, you'll have no idea where you dropped your item. So the dog will be trained to find and then fetch whatever has been dropped. Um, and then what they will do is once the seeing eye dog has gone through all the training that it needs to go through he or she will get matched with a handler um they have different criteria that they use when they match a dog with its handler they use like the person's speed as one of the criteria the personality and a bunch of other things um, to determine which dog goes with, you know, the, would you know, what dog goes with what handler, basically. Um, just some tips. So, seeing eye dogs and, and a lot of other service dogs, too, have these harnesses. That almost kind of look like a doll carriage because that's the way their handle the harness handles are. Um, a lot of the times you'll see these signs on a service dog's harness, and these signs will say something to the effect of "Do not pet me, I am working." Um, that is, which is the first tip. If you see a service dog and it it is walking with its handler, you never want to just go up and be like, "Oh, dog, pet," you know, pet it. Because if you do that, it could easily distract the dog from the do- from the job that it is trying to do. Don't do that. Um, if you are in line with someone who has a seeing eye dog, don't feed it. Whatever you do. And I'm not saying that just for seeing eye dogs. I'm saying that for any service dog. Um, the only reason I say that is because... You don't know if you're feeding the dog something that it is allergic to. You know, it could be allergic to the ingredients that are in whatever it is that you fed them. You could be feeding it someone or something that is poisonous. So because of that, whatever you do, do not feed a service animal without making sure that it is okay with the handler first. I'm saying this because I actually have a friend who 
has a seeing eye dog. And um, she said that she was at Ozarks Technical College one day in their cafeteria getting lunch. And she had her dog with her. And the next thing she knows, she hears her dog eating something. So she's like, okay, what the heck? There was this girl behind her that was like, oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to. She's like, I just fed your dog a cracker. I hope it's okay. And my friend was like, okay, that's fine this time, but please don't feed her again. And, you know, she kind of gave her the same reasons. You don't know if you could have fed my dog something that she's allergic to or something that could be poisonous. So please don't feed her again. Um, she also said, and this is one of the cases that I've heard of where dogs getting matched up with a particular handler has not worked. Because she said that her dog had actually been matched with an older woman before. And that match did not work. So she went back and got some more training from not just the school, but another puppy raiser. But this person was in prison. And because he had nothing to do but be in a prison cell all day, he was very, very strict on her. And he actually had it to where when he would feed her, He would not let her eat until he spoke the word, okay. So my friend said that when she first got her dog, she kind of, she wasn't as strict on that as, you know, he was. But after the girl at OTC gave her dog that cracker, she kind of tightened the rope on that a little bit more. Um... I think um, so those are just some tips if you do see a service dog I mean because I know that it is very tempting when you see a dog that you know that's like the first thing you want to do is pet them you know or give them a treat but again it's not something that you want to do I mean obviously you can pet them like if you're sitting somewhere and a person has a seeing eye dog If, you know, you want to pet them, it's fine, but just make sure that A, they're not working, and B, the owner is okay with you petting them. Because some owners, or handlers, as I should call them, may be okay with you just petting them. Some may not be. So, um, those are just a few tips and tricks for if you have, or if you are around someone who has a seeing eye dog. Now, I mean, this is kind of, I know it's kind of a crazy episode because I've talked about quite a few different things. Um, But kind of going back to the whole computer thing, I know last time I had said that one of the way, or that the way that you could get a computer was through rehab services for the blind Um, that's also how you could get JAWS which is made through Freedom Scientific Um, 
but actually that is not the only way. Um, there is actually an organization called Computers for the Blind, and they sell computers for about $300. They are refurbished computers, but they also, um, come with JAWS already downloaded on them. So if you have it in your budget to get a computer from there, definitely check out Computers for the Blind. Um, as far as, um, I know some of you who may subscribe later may want to know, like, okay, where can I send my child to get job and ADL training, which is Activities of Daily Living? Well, there are a few organizations for that. Um, one of them being National Federation of the Blind. They have this organization called Colorado Center for the Blind, which I think is located in Denver. Um, basically, you're in a hotel by yourself. I mean, obviously, you're in the hotel with, I think, other participants. But you have no, like, residential advisor or anything like that. Um, you have classes every day. I think you're there for three months, and it is located in Kansas City. Or no, 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 sorry. I'm getting that mixed up with another one. So, with Colorado Center for the Blind, I'm not exactly sure how they work. Um, they, I've heard some people say that, um, they don't like them, though, just because they make everyone wear sleep shades. The, uh, sleep shades are basically goggles that kind of like block out your vision so that if there's anyone there that has some vision but that vision may be gone later they want people to kind of be able to see how that feels they also want everyone to kind of be in the same playing field now the one that I mentioned where you're in a hotel for three months and you have classes and like ADL training and things like that and that is based out of Kansas City that one is actually an organization called Alpha Point um, I actually know of someone whose, um, boyfriend works there, or I guess I should say fiance because they are engaged. Uh, Phoebe, if you listen to this later, congratulations. Um, so anyway, congratulations to you as well, Jesse, for being engaged to her. I'm very happy for both of you. Um, anyway... <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. Um, for those of you that don't know who I'm talking about, I have a friend. Her name is Heather, but she likes to go by Phoebe. In fact, she's the one that does uh, Phoebe's Fun Facts, um, which is published on Friday nights. <clears throat> so, anyway, kind of back to what I was saying. Alpha Point is the organization that's in Kansas City. And then there's um, one that is sponsored through Lighthouse for the Blind, which is in St. Louis. Um, this one is called SOAR, which is where you stay on the campus of Webster University. And you're there for three weeks. And you have classes in um, 
clothing management, which is basically like how to take do laundry and different things like that. Uh, cooking, kitchen management, which is basically how to work in the kitchen safely. Um, money management, careers, orientation and mobility. Home management, which is obviously like cleaning and stuff like that. And etiquette. So you don't obviously don't go home on the weekends, but they have different things that they have you do throughout the week, you know, on the weekends that you're there. Um, I think the first weekend that you are there, they have you doing like a, a Juno walk, which is basically showing you what it's like walking with a seeing eye dog um the next weekend they having you do like they have you do like a uh sex education class and then like the last week that you're there they have you do a um self-defense class which I remember taking that and I really liked it a lot um, so anyway, that is the episode this week. Again, thanks to Anchor, um, the easiest way to make a podcast. Um, and I will see you all next time.